The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Why do you call Vegas Golden Knights Canada's team? Because, Jim, it pisses everybody off. That's why. How about that? And when you stop reacting to it, I might stop. Well, if you tried <laughs> to make the Leafs Canada's team, everybody else would revolt. Exactly. If you tried to make Calgary Canada's team, everybody else Well, Vegas is kind of a neutral party. It's everybody's town. Vegas belongs to everybody. That's right. It's Canada's team. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Oh, we're having a great day, and this is the start of this second hour. We call it the second half kickoff. It's proudly brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the Stanley Cup playoffs and the Seattle Kraken fan club. I should have put... I put the Kraken jersey away. I should have left it out here for hour two. Have we got a text into George? How does he feel about the CN Tower? Oh, good question. I should... The Greek Freaks was a staunch Leafs fan, but he's changed his allegiances to the Seattle Kraken. He's one of my closest friends, and I think it's hilarious. I said, come on over to the Golden Knights side. It's good over here. It's good. And he... No, he can't cheer for the same team as me, right? Which I think is awesome. That is awesome. What fun would that be? So we already have a rivalry here. So that's the big topic. Let's show it again, guys, if you don't mind. CN Tower has become quite a topic today, not just here, but all across the nation. The CN Tower, which is in the shadow of Rogers Center, home of the Blue Jays, has tweeted that photo of themselves saying we are adorning ourselves in Montreal Canadiens colors and cheering them on to bring home the Stanley Cup. And the more I think about it, how mighty sportsmanlike it is of the CN Tower. <laughs> and it's just driving Toronto Maple Leafs fans out of their craniums look from a business standpoint it's good everybody in toronto's been to the cn tower they're not looking to sell to toronto anymore they're looking to sell to the tourists when we open back up right Mm -hmm. so let the rest of the country enjoy the cn tower hey winnipeg's woken up donnie muir's watching and he writes in on uh, twitter a few years back there was a rider billboard set up in a parking lot two minutes from my house in winnipeg every time i drove by that thing i would swear at it or give a middle finger salute (laughs) Should have been illegal. Hashtag for the W. Hashtag go blue. That was more than a few years ago, man. That was like a decade ago. Time goes fast, eh, when you're having fun. Oh, yeah. A couple of uh, things that I need to mention. The University of Regina Rams football programs hosting their annual 50-50 online and open to all Saskatchewan residents 19 and over. To enter the draw, all you have to do is go to the website reginarams5050.com. The draw date is June 18th. Regina Rams, we uh, have their helmet. That was a gift from them. It's on our desk every day. You buy 50-50 tickets at the Rough Riders games. Well, there's no Rough Riders games this year. It's the biggest fundraiser the Rams do. They're playing football this year, but they've lost their biggest fundraiser. So all that money you were going to put into 50-50 tickets at the games, can you please go online and buy your 50-50 tickets there? Regina Rams, 5050.com. And also on the football vein, um, from the CFL... 
Alumni Association. Get your bids in on the CFL Alumni Association auction today. There are a lot of great items to bid on, and proceeds are going to the CFL Alumni Association Support Fund and programs. And the auction runs until June 11th. Place your bid at cflauction.ca. And believe me, Peterson Recovery, which is my recovery coaching company, we're the official recovery support organization of the CFL alumni, and there's some guys that need to help, believe me. So all you got to do is go put on, this is a two-way street, go put some bids on their items. They're great items there if you have like really cool items. CFLAAauction.ca. What's going on back here? Somebody coming out of their cage? <laughs> yeah, just Ryan. Just Ryan? Okay. Hey, what the heck? I'm going to read an NFL report here. You'll like this. I think everybody will like this, Darren. Retired quarterback Philip Rivers has won the Pro Football Writers of America's Good Guy Award for his cooperation with reporters. Did you hear that? How about that? You, heard, you knew there was an award for this, right? How about that? Of course. Yeah. Of course. The 39-year-old who retired after one season with the Colts following 16 years with the San Diego and L.A. Chargers earned praise for consistently tackling all topics, even in a Zoom meeting setting and offering answers with perspective, wit, and originality during his career. The Good Guy Award is given to an NFL player for qualities and professional style in helping pro football writers do their jobs. It's been awarded since 2005. The other finalists for the award, where the heck is it, were uh, Drew Brees, who we all know, this Saints quarterback, Baltimore defensive end Calais Campbell, Giants cornerback Logan Ryan, and Denver safety Justin Simmons. So how about that? Yeah. In your time, who would be uh, the winner of the Good Guy Award of all the guys that, and gals that you've dealt with? Could you think about it? Oh, boy. I think Deron Carter for me. <clears throat> That's a really good one. Um. Why can't I think of his first name? Wong in Lethbridge. Tyler Wong. Tyler Wong. Tyler Wong. The captain. The captain. He was good. He was Wong. awesome. Long. But even when they were winning, losing. And Adam Brooks was another one. Adam Brooks was really good. It's that same playoff series when they went the distance. Coaches, I think of all the time. Ryan McGill, for me, was good. Gave me all the time in the world. He was good. Gilly. Tim Hunter was good for a period. <laughs> then he threatened to kill me. <laughs> and you. then he threatened to kill me. And then we were done. And now we're good again. <laughs> and he's like my tweets. So Tim Hunter is one of those guys who you wouldn't think of. Steve Konowalczyk. But right. Yeah. Tyler Wong. is The good award. guy award. I got to give it to the guy right down the street. Craig Dickinson. Hey. Yeah. I got to. I love oh, yeah. that dude. Uh, where is it? Corey in Tallahassee, Florida, says, As a Leafs fan, I'm okay with it. God, family, country, then the Leafs, in that order. So that's mighty sportsmanlike of you that right in, the, in your downtown, this iconic structure would honor your top rival. Why would they do that? Why would CN Tower do that? I don't know. Somebody, so, I don't know, I, I got to look up and see who's the CEO of the CN Tower. Maybe he's a Montreal guy. I, I hope he's got security today. Oh, no, he hasn't left his house. He's taken a couple of sick days. Jen at the Four Seasons says Tyler was always on the Wong team. LOL. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't say it. She did. Don't cancel me. <laughs> we beat Lethbridge, right? Yes. Round two. 
Uh, Chris from the 905, Southern Ontario. Hi, Rod. I'm a Red Wings fan that lives in Toronto area, so no horse in this race, but I think it's fine to have the CN Tower in Habs colors as they are a national company, but understand why the Toronto City, uh, Toronto City sign would not. Just as if Regina City Hall got lit up in Blades colors if they were in the final of the Mem Cup, but the Provincial Capitol building would be fine. Best regards, Chris. Well, this is exactly what I said last hour, right? Yeah, it the is. exact same it's scenario. Ex- same thing. Bob in Grand Prairie. He says, let's not forget that Vegas is a USA city. Canada's team is Team Canada, which most of us cheer for. Why are people getting their knickers in a knot about me calling the Vegas Golden Knights Canada's team? You know, it's a goof, right? A ruse. Kind of feel like it's starting to stick. I know. <laughs> It is starting to stick. That's the thing. It really is. From our intern, Rachel. She's watching in the big smoke. She says, uh, apparently the CN Tower is federally run, so the city of Toronto has no decision over it. Still doesn't make it right. Uh, Troy Durrell watching. This is, we're in viewer takeover here, by the way. Early. In the second hour kickup. I think people really enjoy this. I think the viewers enjoy this, right? We're all just sitting here having coffee today. Oh, yeah. Talking about what's on the minds of uh, the sports world. Troy Durrell says, Tyler Wong, pride of Cochrane, Alberta. Pretty sure he's doing well in the KHL right now. That kid would do great no, no matter where he is. Yeah. But he didn't go immediately from Lethbridge to the KHL, did he? He signed an NHL deal coming out of Lethbridge. American League. Ah, yeah. the Marlies, Clark says. Clark's all over it. Do we want to go down this road? Jeff, the Stamps fan, which I don't have a problem with what he said here, but he said it would be very tough to deal with the media every day as a player. I'm trying to find his comment. Did you guys, can you find it fast? I don't know where the heck it is. I I wanted to address that, but I can't find it. It would suck having to talk to the media every day. Very hard to stay nice. I get it. I totally get it. Going back to the Naomi Osaka thing, how she doesn't want to deal with the media because it rots your mental health. Like, I have a time of day for her. I don't really have time of day for Mitch Marner. You haven't scored in 18 games. Is that what it is, Clark? You know. You're the stats guy. Yeah, playoff games, of course. What else matters? (laughs) But that's not that, he was talking about social media hate, I think, right? That's different. But to some of the media is highly annoying. But I've never been in those players' shoes or the coaches. But I, 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 uh, have you not sat there and thought, how do these guys and gals answer the same question every single day over and over and over again? Oh, yeah. I'd snap too. Of course. What do you want me to say? I've given you my answer. What do you want me to say right now? It goes back to that Bruce Cassidy thing. You can't say this, but you have to say something, right? And you just got, you just got your ass handed to you, but you can't criticize officiating, even though you think, yeah, well, I was, like, I was critical, critical of the officiating last <laughs> night, too. We've all done this with our significant others, or I see my sister and her kids being like, why did you do that? Why did you? 
I don't know. I don't know. The kid probably really doesn't know, but it's like, yeah, you do. Why did you like, why'd you leave your towel on the bed? Why'd you not do the dishes? Yeah. What do you want me to say right now? Right. You've asked me the same question for the hundredth time. I'm not changing. Right. Like, what do you want me to say? And the athletes are the same way. We lost another game. We sucked. What do you want me to say? That's going to be any different than that. So I, I do understand, but the ones who are good at it, I mean, it goes so far for building their brand and exposure and everything else. So doing the media is extremely important. But, yeah, there's a lot of dumb questions. Brady. Uh-oh. V. Brady. Writing us on the Prairie Mobile text line. Habs fan, of course. Hey, Rod, regarding the Habs, whatever happens in this semifinals upcoming, the character, heart, passion, and all-out chemistry and love between every player in that locker room is something to be proud of. At the end of the day, obviously, I'm hoping this run won't be over anytime soon, but this team has made every fan proud. How about have, that? How about that? And have clinched a semifinal berth for the first time in seven years when everyone was doubting us. Oh, now it's us. Do you remember a month ago? They suck. They're ruining. Co- they ruining coffee. Now it's us. How about that? He's just not getting it. But we love you, Brady. But that is the. That's what we're talking about. But doesn't that summarize though? Not just Brady. No, every fan. Every yeah. fan. The roller. That's yeah, not about Brady. It's the roller coaster we go on as fans. This team is doomed. We're never getting out of this. It's never getting fixed. we got to fire all these guys, too. We couldn't have assembled a better team. Mark Bergevin's a genius, and Dominic Ducharme was absolutely the right hire. You know, and that's just, that's the roller coaster of being a fan, man. The lows are low and the highs are high. It actually really hit home to me one day in the Rough Riders store because I remember a fan, this was in the old place, so pre-2017. Okay. And I'm not going to name him because I don't like him now. I used to. But he was texting me after a game that the riders had soiled themselves. And he's like, screw this team. And they're done. And so-and-so needs to be fired. I'm never going to another game. And I'm not wearing their stuff anymore. And then they end up on this big winning streak. And I'm in the rider store because I was in there a lot. And he's got two armfuls of gear. Right? Like four golf shirts and three jerseys and hats. And I'm like, what, what, I thought you were done with this team. I got, here, let me look. I got your text here. You said you were done with this team. Well, I was upset. And it just dawned on me. And that's him, but that's most fans. It's all fans. So why should I listen to them? You shouldn't. You got to have, you got to have that, that expectation or you kind of have that, uh, you know, I don't know what it is, but just understand that, look, it, it's not as bad as, you're, as they make it out to be, and it's never as good as they make it out to be either. It probably lies the truth somewhere in the middle. Well, just forgive me when I don't sit and listen to your whining. Not right. you, but... Yeah, no, for sure. About their team. Um, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, uh, there is no roller coaster in Stamps world. Always high. Uh, and short memories, obviously. <laughs> like the Blue Bombers were using the Stamps locker room in the last Grey Cup that was played. I can go all day, as you know. 
Uh, back to this, the Prairie Mobile. Qu- uh, what? That's good. You can. You've got. You got one for everything. <laughs> I got one for everything. Pum pump. Should that the poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center? Should the CN Tower adorn Canadians' colors? Now, fifty-five percent on Twitter saying no, it should not. I feel like this story isn't going away anytime soon. What are they saying on fifty-eight percent? Say yes. So it's coming down a little bit. From BJ Copper writes this on Twitter. He says it shouldn't, but it's freaking hilarious how Leaf Nation's collectively losing their minds over this. It's just perfect. It's so Toronto. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? Do we have John Lou in the house? Not yet. Okay. Okay. We will take a break. We have not even talked about the Winnipeg Jets yet. One of our P1s, Todd Pinkney, wrote in yesterday and asked about this thing about the Jets not shaking hands, the coaches not shaking hands after the series. I didn't even hear anything about it, but I guess it's a thing. Did you hear anything about it? From Todd, and <laughs> I Googled it, nothing. Did it even happen? I don't, I don't know if it's a thing. I really don't, but might be worth talking about if it is a thing. With us? I'd have to find out if it's a thing. Did it happen? Can somebody tell us? Winnipeg, someone want to send us a link? Because um, if they didn't shake hands, I have thoughts for sure. But I didn't see that that was a thing the other night. So TSN Montreal's John Liu joins us next. You are watching the RP Show on Game Plus Television Network across all 10 provinces and 31 states. Live daily on YouTube and Facebook and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. As usual, it's another day where we're trying to get to the bottom of things, and I think we have real fast. We were saying just before the end of the second half kickoff, is it true that the Winnipeg Jets coaches didn't shake hands with the Habs coaches after the series the other night? We asked Winnipeggers that are watching on uh, Game Plus TV, carried on Bell MTS Cable. They said, we don't know. We turned the game off. <laughs> Which you would expect, right? Oh, yeah. And then our technical producer, Ryan, just jumped out of the back and said, in a COVID protocol, they were unable to shake hands. Which makes a heck of a lot more sense to me. But uh, speaking of Montreal and the Stanley Cup playoffs, can we please uh, bring in now... Our good friend John Liu joining us from Montreal. And I appreciate the time. It's with a very hectic time, I'm sure, right now as the Habs beat writer for TSN. How are you doing, John? Great, thanks, Rod. It's been a long time. Thanks for having me on the show again. Far too long. You've had a haircut since the last time that we talked. And actually, <laughs> let's jump right in this, Darren. Do you want to ask him the question? Yeah. Please. He's got a question the, for you. The suit, John, with the hood <laughs> and the shoes. Like, where did you source that? I mean, Montreal would be the place. Tell the viewers. But, he had uh, a suit on with a hood on it. Yeah, the suit had the hood. Where did Like, it had a hood on it, but it looked really sharp. So uh, where'd you get that? I'm going to give a plug to my tailor, my longtime tailor slash stylist, Pellegrino Castronovo, who uh, was born and raised in Montreal. Um, he's, in my opinion, might be a little biased, the, the premium bespoke tailor in the country. Uh, and he's been doing my my suits and sports jackets and trousers for um, almost 13, no, um, yeah, almost 13 years now. And wow. uh, the suit that you saw is a three-piece suit that, I came up with the concept, the idea, like probably back in January, as um, 
uh, as what I call a post-pandemic suit, and um, uh, which I also ended up calling the Zoom suit uh, as kind of a play on words because many of us are familiar with a Zoot suit. And so this is a Zoom suit because for the last 15 months, uh, I swear I have not done a virtual interview in in actual pants. I've either worn um, <laughs> uh, shorts or pajama bottoms or sweatpants. I've been wearing t-shirts like you see right now um, and hoodies if the if my room was if my office was cold in the winter, which often it was this this past year. And so, um, uh, coming up with the Zoom suit concept was uh, w- was trying to carry on this new level of comfort to which we are accustomed from having worked through the pandemic. And bringing it into um, a, a business suit, so it's a hybrid, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So the jacket is actually like what many people would call a swacket, which is a combination sweater jacket, and the hood that you saw is actually a hooded vest, like a sleeveless vest, zippered vest with with a hoodie uh, that's attached by buttons. So I can take the hoodie off and or put it back on, and the pants are uh, joggers. So it's, it's cool. Um, <laughs> well, it's well, I, it's super comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, clearly, super super comfortable. I said to Darren, nothing would surprise me in Montreal. It's the fashion capital of the country. Obviously, go to John's Twitter and you'll see it. But uh, styling, man, uh, we all noticed. Let's put Thank it that way, Johnny. So Thank the you. obvious question is, what is going? What ha, what is going right with the Montreal Canadiens as they roll into the third round of the Stanley Cup playoffs? Not many saw it coming, John. Yeah, well, you know what? If you wanted to point back to a moment uh, before Game Five, where the the they had a team meeting in Toronto, and uh, Eric Stahl and Corey Perry and Shea Weber were three of the uh, the really experienced veterans who've well, certainly Perry and and Stahl have won everything there is to win in hockey, uh, and Shea Weber being an Olympian and also garnering the respect that he does as the captain and the purveyor of the culture within that Canadian's dressing room, the three of them basically stood up and they didn't go into details about exactly what they said, but it was along the lines of the importance of cherishing and appreciating the opportunity that they had in the playoffs because they don't come around all that often. Um, And uh, that really resonated with players in that room because we saw what happened the next day they went out and played game five and got themselves back into that toronto series winning three in a row and then basically having almost no turnaround time facing a very rested and fresh and healthy winnipeg jets team and dispatching them in four games so there was certainly inspiration there's been belief in that dressing room the entire season uh we've heard that word belief so many times since training camp um when the Canadians were preparing for a campaign in which Mark Bergevin had made significant changes to their roster in terms of additions that were comprised, comprising mainly winners, Stanley Cup winners. You're talking about Jake Allen and Joel Edmondson and the aforementioned Perry. Uh, he added Eric Stahl just before the trade deadline. Uh, guys that know what it takes and that have been there. And uh, so there's a level of experience and calmness and uh, and pedigree that's really been behind the Canadians' strong belief in each other and themselves, and the chemistry too. Like they went through a, a, a pretty significant bout of adversity through the middle at the middle of the season, having that COVID shutdown for a week, and then having to play the final 25 games of their season in 44 days. So uh, they really galvanized 
those moments really galvanize that group. And that's what you're seeing in that seven game winning streak uh, where they've essentially been getting better. They've, their team play has been improving with each subsequent win. And so now they're going into this next round with heightened belief and confidence. And now they're just waiting to see who they're going to play. Well, they did make a coaching change in the middle of that. And, and one guy that you... I forgot to mention that too. Yeah. You know, well, yeah. No, no, but that's the big one. And I want to ask you about Dominic Ducharme because I don't know much about the guy. Eastern guy. I know he's got the Hockey Canada pedigree. I know everything about that and, the, and what he's done. Great things in junior. But I'm a Patrick Waugh guy, so I was kind of hoping it would all blow up and then bring in Patty and take over the whole thing. That's not happening now. <laughs> like It just seems like they must love Dominic Ducharme because they're playing for him. They're playing for each other. He's got to have a big factor in this well the players right from the beginning they 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 respected Dominic Ducharme because he's been on the Canadians bench since last season he was an assistant coach and uh, of course he he was promoted uh, when the team dismissed uh, Claude Julien but um, the thing is that at the point of the season late February where Ducharme did come in uh, I mean this this season was so unusual so unique uh, that I mean any team will tell you that coaching staffs have had a really difficult time because they've had almost no opportunities to dedicate serious full practice time to their teams. There's been a lot of team meetings, a lot of video breakdown, um, but good old fashioned hard work type practices, work sessions have been scarce. And so for Ducharme, who really had a pretty clear idea of the type of style he wanted this team to play, having to implement his system in bits and pieces there was only so much he could throw at the players in a short time frame and he did have to he did throw a lot at them and there was an adjustment period that was really going on all season that was complicated by the aforementioned bouts of adversity and obstacles that they encountered between the uh, the time that Ducharme took over and the uh the conclusion of the regular season and you know I mean you look at the record the Canadians stumbled into the playoffs and a lot of fans and some media were criticizing him heavily for his personnel choices that it took him as long as he did to, to well, some of it was cap issues with Cole Caulfield that delayed his his ability to uh, to play his first NHL game. But then you get into the playoffs and there were uh, Caulfield didn't start the, the playoffs against Toronto and a lot of people were criticizing Ducharme about that. They criticized him for not starting Jesper Kotkaniemi in the Toronto series until the second game when Jake Evans got injured. Uh, they criticized him for not starting Alexander Romanov at the start of the playoffs. They criticized him for sticking with Eric Stahl because his performance after he was acquired uh, prior to the trade deadline was not up to snuff for what people believed he was capable of achieving. And so, you know, a lot of what's happened in these first two rounds has vindicated uh, Dominic Ducharme. It's validated what he has done and what he was doing, the decisions that he made. And so at this point, if people were wondering, is that interim tag going to be removed or will he not be uh, retained as the head coach? I think he's answering those questions for himself with the way that his team has responded and what they've been able to do. So, I mean, if, I, if, if, if the decision had to be made at this point, I believe that Mark Bergevin would remove the interim tag and make Dominic Ducharme full-time head coach. But you make a good point, though, John. They got a ways to go. They're only halfway to the Stanley Cup, and it just jarred in my memory. I remember game six of the Stanley Cup final when the Blues were playing the Bruins, and in the arena 
whatever they call it now. It's been the Savas Center, Keel Center. They said, uh, and your interim head coach of the St. Louis Blues, Craig Berube. And I'm like, oh, come on. He's got him to game six of the Stanley Cup. You can take interim off. There's still a way for Ducharme to go, but I just couldn't see them not signing him now. Um, I don't think they want to do it just for the reason that it's uh, it might be a little bit of a, a, a um, well, they'll wait till the season's not over, a distraction, right? but yeah, 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 not, yeah, yeah. Not, well, but in this market, and I mean, it's different in St. Louis as opposed to Montreal. And if if you if they were to make that decision right now, uh, I don't want to say that it would become a distraction, but it would certainly become a debating point, a, a hotly debated talking point. And as much as I say that I, I believe that Ducharme's body of work in the playoffs has probably secured him the uh, the opportunity to be the full-time head coach, there's still going to be people that will dispute that, think that, well, there's still things sure. that sit wrong with them. And, and it just, the Canadians are very sensitive to um, what is being said and written and debated in, in, the, um, in the markets. They may not respond to it, but they're very sensitive to it and they take note of it, right? And... Uh, I don't think there's a rush at this point, honestly, Rod. Um, and so I, I believe that they'll wait until they'll wait until the season's over. They'll see how far this team goes, and they'll make their announcement. They may not do it right away, but I just think that it'd be hard to dismiss yeah. Ducharme because that's what they'd have to do. You can't just send the guy back to be an assistant coach or put him in Laval to be the head coach. It's like it's like thanks for what you did, and you know, good luck in the future, right? Yeah, I, yeah, um, I guess. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't expect they'll sign him now during this run but I just think what he's done should have singed him when this is over to to remain the head coach of the Montreal Canadiens I didn't word it properly uh John just a couple minutes left what do you think about CN Tower adorning itself in red white and blue <laughs> for the Montreal Canadiens do you have an opinion uh I was really quite surprised by the uh by the gesture which I thought was really classy but the thing is you know what CN's Canadian national right that's 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 a, a national company. And so it's yes, it's a Toronto icon, the building, but at the same time, it is a national company. So by strict definition, if that if that symbol is attached to a company that represents us from coast to coast, then it behooves them to salute whichever team has gone this far in the playoffs, whether it was the Leafs or not. I mean, and I'd like to think that they would have done the same thing for the Jets or the Flames or the Canucks or, you know, you name it. Um whoever might have gotten to this stage or that would have represented the North division. So uh, yeah, I thought it was like a, a really classy gesture. And so uh, I, I'm sure Torontonians, uh, a lot of them would have serious issue with it, but uh, from the standpoint of saying, okay, well, it, it is a national symbol. Um, I, I thought it was, it was, re- it was very classy. Me too, but like you, Surprised, And just uh, in 60 seconds, I was on a show in Kentucky last night, and they asked me, what do the 2,500 fans in the Bell Center bring to the Habs on the ice? And I thought, well, I'm going to be talking to John Lou tomorrow. Maybe he'd be better to ask about that. Sure seems exciting in there. What do you think? Uh, is that, does that help the Habs? Oh, unquestionably, Rod. And I'll just go back to game six of the opening round. That is a game that I will never forget. Like 2,500 fans, I mean, I'm used to 21 plus and just the deafening noise, depending on what the team is doing at any point in the playoffs. But 2,500 people, 
the energy and the volume and the awareness that they brought to every moment. It was like they had all this pent up energy stored up during the pandemic that they released. It was like this incredible catharsis through the like from the pregame warm up until the postgame when Jesper Kotkaniemi came out on the ice to to salute them and for them to to uh, applaud back after he was selected first star. It was it was incredible. And Brendan Gallagher talking today said that he acknowledged that those crowds definitely make a difference to the team. They're wow, small, awesome. but they're very vocal. Fantastic stuff. I, I, I'm getting shivers thinking about that. John, always a pleasure, my man. Great to see you. Keep up the great work we're watching every day. Thanks for this. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. TSN's John Liu joining us from La Belle Province. I'm sure you got some thoughts on all that. So... Well, it just the last. It just reminded me of that Ryder game, Eskimo game with the storm, the power oh, yeah. outage, and most people left, but the few that stayed just jammed the, the front rows, and it was just as loud Amazing. or louder as before. So, we'll be right back. Got a sports update on the way. Uh, a face-off that's going to be fun, which we've kind of been facing off on it all day, but we'll do it officially later on. We were watching the RP show on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and twenty-four hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at RodPeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh yeah, he's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. All right, welcome back to the RP Show. The, uh, let's get into a sports update. The New York Islanders can advance to the third round tonight with a Game 6 victory against the visiting Boston Bruins. New York would reach the NHL's Final Four for the second straight season if it gets past Boston. The NHL fine Bruins coach Bruce Cassidy, $25,000 U.S. yesterday for his criticism of the officials after a Game 5 loss. The Phoenix Suns are looking to go up 2-0 tonight on uh, 2021 Most Valuable Player Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets in their second-round playoff series. Veteran Chris Paul helped lead the Suns as they rallied for a 122-105 win in Game 1. It's the lone game on the NBA schedule. Jokic was named this year's MVP last night by receiving 91 of 100 first-place votes. Rookie pitcher Alec Manoa is looking for a bounce-back outing tonight as the Blue Jays face the White Sox in Chicago. Manoa was dominant in his major league debut against the Yankees in late May, but got rocked in his encore against the Miami Marlins last time out. Last night, the Jays uh, fell 6-1 in the series opener to the White Sox. As we were talking about earlier, Yankees ace Garrett Cole has found himself in a sticky situation days after Twins third baseman Josh Donaldson offhandedly alleged that Cole had been using foreign substances to sharpen his stuff. The pair will go head-to-head with Cole on the mound for New York at Minnesota. Pitchers allegedly doctoring baseballs has become a hot topic this season. The sports update for dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis with the best team of writers across Western Canada and the Pacific Northwest. Visit today, dubnetwork.ca. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, order yours now at g2gbars.ca with the promo code RPSHOW. You'll get 20% off. You saw me reading a text message as we were coming out of break, and it's a serious one, and I'm going to... Um, I am going to... Read this, and I'm going to apologize right now on live television for what happened earlier. And you probably know what I'm talking about. 
anonymous texter writing in from the 647. And I'm going to read this verbatim. There's no name on it. Doesn't need to be. Says, hey, Rod, I appreciate you and love your show, but I am married to a Chinese Canadian and have two mixed kids. They all heard the Wong joke that you read and gave me a look like, what the hell was that comment? They weren't impressed, and because I know you just read a listener's words, and it wasn't your words, it wasn't read in malice. However, it made my family cringe. I don't want to be that guy, but maybe just acknowledge that it was just a bad read and you didn't know what was coming. When you started to read the viewer's message, you can take or leave the advice, but I wanted to know some people may not have took that well. Absolutely. And I'm apologizing wholeheartedly. I won't speak for the person that wrote it and said that, but I shouldn't have repeated it. So it was regarding Tata Wong. We're not going to go back and revisit it, but it was, this is an incident. This is what you would call a learning moment, teachable moment. A constructive one. A constructive one, I would hope. I'm going to sincerely apologize. As I said, I can't speak for the person who wrote it, uh, but I would think she feels the same way. And when you hear or see things like this, and I'm guilty of it right here, you need to stand up and say, that's not right. And that's what this gentleman's doing because he just subsequently texted his name. So it happened. Yeah, absolutely. That's the, you know what? And that's the thing. Innocent enough, Right. But you don't understand how other people take things all the time. I, yeah. I've been having these deep conversations, actually, with people in my circle about that and who's responsible when something offends somebody else. Because you can talk about anything. And in your group, it's not offensive and you're not offending it. But you think it's funny and it always has. And maybe it is funny. But if somebody finds it offensive, yeah. it's not your responsibility to know what offends everybody. Right? It's just like... You know, it's the whole responsibility of walking into a school or into a public setting and eating a peanut butter and jam sandwich. You don't know who has a peanut allergy and you've never experienced it in your life. Whose fault is it? But in this situation, really constructive to send a text and be like, look, it, this is how it affected me. Now we know. Now we can it's not okay. correct it, move on and understand it's not okay. Well, and I'm, I'm ashamed that I read it because I, just a couple of weeks ago, and I've been talking about it on the air here in that Recovery Coach Academy that I took, that the term of that is well-intended racism. It's, it's offensive, and you don't know that it's offensive until somebody steep, uh, speaks up. That's the, the term for it. This is textbook on how these situations should be handled, right? It's textbook. Nobody's canceling anybody. Nobody's you know, getting mad. Well, it's letting you yet. know this bothers you, you know me, yeah. and now we understand. Uh, from Chris Bird in Toronto. He says, we need more humility like this. Well, I read that text and I'm like, am I going to put this on the air? Well, why not? There's the opportunity to do it. Um, Craig Monroe in Regina says, amazing analysis and learning moment. And now you know why the Edmonton football team changed their name. Well, if I hadn't gone through that training two weeks ago, I wouldn't have even probably understood what he was saying. But now I get it. And that's why I've been saying the last couple of weeks, Edmonton had to change their name. And you were sitting there this morning while I got a call from a guy from the Edmonton football team. And I actually put him on speaker. I pulled a Shannon Sharp. I don't think he knew he was on speaker. But it doesn't matter because it was a good chat, right? Yes. And he explained in a phone call this morning that I honestly didn't even know, unless I missed this. And you heard it. They said they got on a plane and flew up to Inuvit and, what do you say? Taktiaktak. Taktiaktak, all these places. And, all and they consulted with the Inuit community. Yeah. 
And that was quite interesting. Very. But did you see anywhere that they said this in interviews while they were changing the name a year ago? Like, they might have, and I missed it. But I didn't see that explanation that we just got today over the phone. Well, I think they did, but I think it was really quick. I don't know if it was in as much detail, and it really felt like they cared. feels like they care. And they actually went there. They took players there. They took people there, right? Mm-hmm. Got to, you know, learn the community, eat the food, you know, kind of understand the culture. And made the right decision at the end of the day. The viewer, by the way, was Troy from Toronto from Sober Athletic, where he says, stand up, move, Rod, I appreciate you. Jack in Alberta, one of the reasons I have a great deal of respect for Mr. Rod Peterson. I'm the one that screwed up, and I don't mind saying it. So, thanks, guys. But let's come back with that face-off that we've been talking about, okay? And it pertains to the main theme of what this program's been today. Okay, so we'll be right back. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. And Moose DuPont and the entire crew, and it's what we call overtime here, and it's viewer takeover, and the Prairie Mobile text line is open, 306-840-8777. Prairie Mobile is your authorized SaaS Tile Mobility dealer. And we do have that face-off coming up. i got to get the uh, commercial reads out here for it. But before we do, Sean Cameron's watching, and this is funny. He's watching on YouTube, and he says, I love listening to the show. Thanks for speaking to the comment and moving forward in a good way. Wondering your thoughts on power rankings for the WHL East next season. Go Wheat Kings. Well, we put our heads together here for 30 seconds in the break, and I got the Regina Pats number one, of course. <clears throat> Who's been wearing this? It's stretched out. Alan! It's huge. Your head's getting smaller. I just got an air cut. It's the pink drink. Okay. God's team, the Regina Pats, obviously number one. Come on. Uh, he's had a, he has a thought. I can't. I, I changed my mind. <laughs> what? I, You're backing I, off? I, I joked. I'm backing off. I joked with Rod. I'm like, well, this is easy. Blades one, blades two, blades three. Yeah. But I can't because that's such a... Leafs, that's a, they haven't won anything. You can't have that. You, you can say whatever be, you want. You have to be humble, 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 humble. So I would, you know, those two Manitoba teams are going to be good again, Winnipeg and, and Brandon. Uh, I really, really think Moose Jaw is going to be good. I think they're going to be really good. They might PA be is going to take a step back. PA will take a step back. Swift will take a little step forward. They're going to be towards, and then the Blades and Pats will be there too, kind of in that mix for the top tier. I got PA last. I'll take Winnipeg first, then probably Brandon. Don't tell Krim. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, the rest of the country is like, what? What are you guys talking about? I know. So, answering your question, Sean, the Wheat Kings. Wait till we start. I got Wheaties second in the East, okay? Will we ever do O rankings? Ontario Hockey yeah. League? Yeah, we love to. We got to get into it. Kingston, number one. There you go. It's Dougie Gilmore's team, right? Yeah. That front end? Um. So the face-off, we've been doing it all day. The face-off is for the Mad Greek restaurant. Why does that look so crooked? Wrong way. It's like I'm looking in a mirror. That's a little better. A little better. 
The face-off is for the Mad Greek restaurant, the ultimate fan zone. And the question is, what was our face-off question? Would you have a problem if a building in your city, an iconic city, honored your top rival? (laughs) And we were talking, we've been talking about it all day, because it happened with the CN Tower and the Montreal Canadiens. They put their colors on. And when you relate it to your team in your town, if they put the colors of the team that you absolutely hate, your biggest rival, my God, it's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong, I think, what CN Tower did. They don't clearly think so. No, they don't, and I'm conflicted. I think what the CN Tower did was absolutely right. Most times, your chief rival, I would say, is wrong. You should hate it. Yeah. But I think it's great for karma of Toronto. Like, it's good for them. You know, put aside this cheer for them. It sucks. Makes your stomach turn. Yeah. But it's going to give you some good karma. The hockey gods will pay you back. This is what they need in order to get over the hump. You watch. If Toronto can kind of get behind this a little bit, which they won't, so it's never going to fix anything. But if they could, they'll win a playoff series next year. You say it's okay that they did it, and yes. I say that it's not okay that they did it. And that's, that's the right. face-off today for the Ultimate Fan Zone. Shipping Canada-wide. Get official team gear right to your door. Visit ultimatefanzone.ca today. If you go and follow their uh, social media feeds, they got a a big Vegas-born thing. Did you see that? Yep. As a matter of fact, they said, you're home for Vegas Golden Knights swag, ultimate fan zone. And brought to you by the Mad Greek and Moose Jaw. Don't want to dine in? Takeout window is now open and delivery is available. Head to the madgreekeatery.com today. So it's been a uh, fiery show today. We've got a few more minutes left in this one, but I'm going to tell you, it's a big day tomorrow. We finally got him, eh, Clark? Kevin Sawyer, Winnipeg Jets color commentator. Can't Did wait. you work with him on the WHL on Shaw? Absolutely. And to tell you how good of a guy he is, we had never met. Yeah. I was on a plane, getting on a plane in Edmonton. I was sitting in the plane. I had gotten on early. And we were boarding to come back to Regina for one of the games in, in the playoffs. And he walks on the plane. Again, we had never met. And he saw me. And he made, came out of his way, introduced himself. Really excited to work together. I'll never forget it. So, Kevin, I got all the time in the world for Kevin. And uh, Arlen Bruce III, which incidentally, he's probably still watching because he watches every day. I don't think I've ever actually met Arlen Bruce III, like face-to-face. Called many of his games and stuff. Yeah. But all of a sudden, we're boys. I don't know how it happened. And he's got a hell of a story. So he's going to come on tomorrow from Vancouver. He's the guy that will always be remembered for you CFL fans that in 2011, when the BC Lions started 0-5, Remember, they went and signed Arlen Bruce III and Tad Cornegate, and it immediately turned their season around, and they went to win the Grey Cup. That is in CFL lore how that happened. And it just seemed as easy as signing those two guys since them the Grey Cup. Back to the incident uh, earlier, the situation. Daryl from Toronto writes in on the Prairie Mobile text line. Says that matter was handled beautifully on both sides. Much respect for Rod and the anonymous texter. Well, I've been encouraged a lot, particularly by this guy and others, to just be you. Just be you. So I just handled that as naturally as it was to me. You know, let's address this. Let's deal with it. And, uh, and I'm glad he's, he's continued to text me, and it's great, and we're... <laughs> We're staying friends, let's put it that way. And speaking of 
all of this, I guess, in a way, that tempest in a teapot that was supposedly the Winnipeg Jets not shaking hands. Their coaches after the game the other night, after the sweep in the series, and then we find out that it was not even a thing. It, Ryan says it had to do with COVID protocol. I mean, Paul Maurice doesn't strike me as that kind of guy. No. But it's not like it's unheard of either, by the way. Bill Belichick, when they lost the Super Bowl in Phoenix, he took off yeah. <laughs> after the game, before the game was over. Yeah. And what I thought was, if the coaches didn't actually shake hands for the Winnipeg Jets, that if that was true, which as it turned out it's not, but the hockey gods would get him. Oh, yeah. The That's NH- what we're talking about right. all day. The hockey gods. Do good yeah. things. Good things will come back to you. The hockey gods find a way of making things right. And there's a reason that the Leafs haven't won yet, because they don't think it's right yet. The hockey, the hockey gods, gods will make that what happen. Did the, what did the Leafs do? I don't know what happened, but now what they're doing isn't working either. So you got to, you know, it's a definition of insanity. You have to do something. Get down on your knees, expose, you know, all of your demons and all of the bad things, whatever, and then beg for forgiveness. Yeah. Maybe that'll work. Well, you were telling a story earlier about off the air about a sacrifice being Ooh. made on the ice, but we won't get into that, right? We won't get into we that. We won't get no. into that. No. Then we'll have the animal rights people upset, but Chris in Toronto says uh, regarding the handshake gate in Winnipeg, so much clickbait out there. And that's the thing, man. We got people sending us stuff all the time. Did you see this? Did you see that? And I'm like, I only go to my trusted sources, and that's it. Don't get in here. Don't even try to get in here with any of what you saw this, you saw that, because I'm not, I won't, I know who I trust, and that's really all that I want to hear from. Yeah. No, absolutely. You know, and that's what we all have to do in life. Understand who you trust, and that's where you go for your information. You have to know who you trust. Tomorrow on the show, Arlen Bruce the Third and uh, Kevin Sawyer, Winnipeg Jets television color guy and a Spokane Chiefs great. Thanks today to Andy I, John Liu, and you. It's been quite a day. We'll see you tomorrow at noon Eastern right here on Game Plus Television. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com.